0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and hope everybody had a healthy and a safe Thanksgiving. Uh, Obviously, things a little different this year, but still lots to be thankful for. We talked about some of the things that Islander fans specifically have to be thankful for on Wednesday's show. But today, the big news obviously surrounding the announcement that Johnny Boychuk, longtime veteran Islanders defenseman, will be ending his NHL career looks like the Islanders will uh officially stash him on the long-term injured re- list and save some cap money that way. We will talk about Boychuk's retirement, what he meant to the Islanders since he arrived here, talk a little bit about his career and talk about what this retirement or what this injury means for the Islanders cap situation going forward, what it means in relation to the possible uh, or eventual signing of Matt Barzal, and a whole lot more. So plenty to talk about on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Uh, Don't forget, if there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, please feel free to contact us. The email address to contact the show, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest news and notes concerning The New York Islanders. All right, so the big news, obviously, uh, over the last couple of days since we recorded our last show, Johnny Boychuk announcing that his hockey career is over as a result of that difficult to watch and painful eye injury that he suffered back in March. Uh, happened in the third period of a game against the Canadiens on March 3rd. Uh, He took a skate to the eye area. That was an unintentional occurrence, but he required 90 stitches uh, to repair that big laceration. And as a result, uh, essentially, they're saying that he runs a very big risk if he wants to continue his NHL career. So 13 NHL seasons overall for Johnny Boychuk. The last six of them with the New York Islanders joined the Islanders right before the 2014 2015 season. And Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk were acquired from Chicago and Boston, respectively. Uh, both of them really were cap moves. Other teams needed to dump salary. The Islanders at that point wanted to improve their team, and they were able to acquire two top four defensemen at that point. Good moves by Garth Snow to bring in Letty and Boychuk, and then of course the two of them later signing new contracts, and Point-wise, Johnny Boychuk's best year with the Islanders was his first season, 2014-2015, nine goals and 35 points. And look, he got the Islanders to the Stanley Cup playoffs that year, uh, for the first time in a little while, and really gave them uh, in two things because both Boychuk and Letty provided the Islanders with two crucial things. First of all, obviously quality talent to put out there on the ice, but the other thing was leadership, and boy, Chuck had won a Stanley Cup with the Bruins, had, you know, been through a lot of playoff games during his NHL career, and gave the Islanders some veteran, experienced leadership, and guys, you know, a, a guy that really had you know, been through the playoff wars, won Stanley Cups, and knew what it took to win hockey games. And believe me, if you remember what the Islanders were like heading into that 2014 2015 season, a very important addition. And look, if you've ever had the chance to meet Johnny Boychuk and, you know, the times that I've always interviewed him in the locker room, good sense of humor, uh, good guy generous with his time, always generous with the fans, well-liked by his teammates, and certainly somebody who will be missed when it comes to the New York Islanders. You know, the other thing about Boychuck, if you look back at this past season, Johnny Boychuck worked very hard to try to rehab after that eye injury, after the uh, break that the NHL took in mid-March because of COVID, managed to come back, play in three playoff games later on in this playoff year. And you could tell when he got back out there how much of his heart and soul he really was putting into everything. And here are some quotes from boy Chuck. Uh He had a conference call just before Thanksgiving with the media when somebody tells you that you're not going to play, to ever play again, or that you shouldn't, it's tough. It's been really, really tough. And no question. Uh, and then he continued on I don't even think it was a decision. When you play with it and realize there's something wrong, and then you go and get tests, it wasn't really a decision. It was a life choice. If I were to go and play again, not see somebody coming and get hit, it could be a lot worse than what it was. So, basically, Johnny Boychuck's NHL career coming to a sudden end, and the Islanders now have two things to deal with. On the plus side, certainly by placing Boychuk on the long-term injury list, they'll pick up some cap space, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show, but they also have to figure out how to replace Johnny Boychuck in the lineup, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on also. Plenty more to discuss. We have all of that, plus our Islanders birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, Islander fans, are you dreaming of a white Christmas? Well, Right now, Built Bar is introducing all new white chocolate bars. We got white chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate salted caramel, and both flavors are incredible. Uh, They each have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein per bar, and either four or five grams of sugar, and uh, look, we've talked about Built Bar so many times on this show. Best tasting candy bar ever. They are covered in chocolate, and in the case of these two new flavors, white chocolate, you've got the 18 other flavors that exist, and right now, there is a special Black Friday promo code going on for Built Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. You get 25% off for Black Friday all weekend long. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED to get an extra 1% off. So once again, that is 25% all products all weekend long, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked for an extra 1% off right now at BuiltBar.com. All right, we are back, and let's look at the career numbers for Johnny Boychuk: 725 career NHL games, 54 goals, including. Uh, back-to-back seasons with nine goals uh, with the Islanders in 2014, 2015, and 2015-2016. Uh, 206 points, 104 playoff games with 13 goals and 30 points, and of course a Stanley Cup champion. And and Islander fans will certainly miss Boychuk and and what he brought to the team both on and off the ice, and now, you know, the Islanders have now lost two of their top six defensemen from last year, and Devontaze and Johnny Boychuk both gone. You know you can plug in Noah Dobson. Uh, He is the young up-and-coming player that the Islanders are hoping will be able to uh, fit in to the lineup and assume a third-pairing role at least, but now, do you bring back Andy Green? Do you bring back Thomas Hickey, maybe, from his exile down in uh in Bridgeport? Do you sign a guy like Zedane Chara if he's willing to sign for something close to the minimum? Right now, what you're looking at, you have Pulak and Pollock uh as your first defensive pairing. You still have Nick Letty and then you start to wonder where you go after that. Those are your top three. Mayfield, obviously, your fourth, and then, you know, besides Pulak and Pellick, uh Mayfield and Letty, you have Noah Dobson. Maybe you have Andy Green. Maybe you have Thomas Hickey, and maybe you bring in another veteran defenseman. Maybe you even go with a Sebastian Aho, who may be available. So, a number of different options for the Islanders, depending on where we go from here. This is just the beginning of this discussion. We'll have more about it as the situation develops, but the Islanders' defense, the depth and the talent level there has certainly taken a distinct hit since the end of the season. Now it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yesterday, Thanksgiving Day, was actually the 48th birthday of former Islanders goaltender, Chris Osgood. Osgood, of course, came to the Islanders from the Detroit Red Wings, who originally drafted him back in the third round in 1991, and he played two seasons with the Islanders, 2001-2002 and 2002-2003. He was spectacular for the Islanders in that first season, and really reawakened the franchise, got them back into the playoffs and did a very, very good job. And, you know, Osgood had won the Stanley Cup already with Detroit and really added a lot of experience and uh, a lot of, you know, the knowledge of how to win, which was very important for that young Islanders team at the turn of the century. So uh, we're going to go back And look at one of Chris Osgood's better games with the Islanders. It's going to be a playoff game. Game three, Eastern Conference quarterfinals, Islanders and the Maple Leafs at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders already trailing in this series, two games to none. This was a must-win situation. Obviously, Osgood was the goalie uh, for the Islanders with Curtis Joseph in between the pipes for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs got on the board first. Alexander Mogilny got his first in the playoffs. Thomas Kaberle and Darcy Tucker with the assist at 732. And it was 1-0. Toronto Islanders could not afford to lose this game and really needed to uh, get things going. But Wade Ballet, uh, Bellick called for holding and unsportsmanlike conduct. Islanders get a power play. Mark Parrish cashes in. His first of the playoffs, Roman Hammerlick and Alexi Yashin and with the helpers at 1434. And after 20 minutes, it was a 1-1 hockey game. But the Islanders dominated after that. With Rob Reichel in the box for tripping, Brad Isbister got his first of the playoffs. A power play goal from Adrian Acoin and Marius Tchaikovsky at 601. Two to one Islanders. Then an even-strength goal by Michael Pekka, his first of the playoffs, from Jason Blake at 13:33, gave the Islanders a 3-1 advantage, and then, late in the period, with Gary Volk in the penalty box for hooking, and just two seconds after Ty Domi got out of the box for slashing, so the Islanders had a 5-on-3, this goal two seconds after the 5-on-3 ended, Parrish Second of the game, second of the playoffs. Kenny Janssen and Adrian Coyne with the helpers. Four to one, Islanders after two. In the third period, the Islanders get two goals in 17 seconds. Darcy Tucker was off for closing his hand on the puck, and Sean Bates cashed in with a power play goal. His first of the playoffs from Darren Van Imp and Alexi Yashin at 4.07. 17 seconds later, Dave Scatchard his first of the playoffs from Brad Isbister. Final score in this one, Islanders winning it 6-1, to the third period, an absolute mess after the Islanders took that lead, Darcy Tucker uh, with that infamous fight with uh, all kinds of players taking a whole lot of penalty minutes, Darcy Tucker uh, with, yeah, a dirty play, I'll, I'll say it that way, penalty minutes overall in this game, 76 handed out, to the Maple Leafs, 62 to the Islanders, Mark Parrish with two goals, as we mentioned, Alexi Yashin and Adrian Akoin, two assists, but Chris Osgood, 35 shots faced, only allowing one goal, 34 saves, that's a 971 save percentage, to get the win and get the Islanders back in a series that would actually go seven games. So, Our Islanders' birthday of the day today. Happy 48th birthday, one day late, to former Islanders goalie, Chris Osgood. All right, we'll talk about the salary cap implications of placing uh, Johnny Boychuk on the long term injury list and what that means as far as the Islanders' ability to sign uh, Matthew Barzal and bring in some other players. We've got that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, you've heard me talk about the best-tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. Well, if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, Built Bar has the perfect thing for you. Right now, they're introducing the all-new White Chocolate Bar, and they're here only while supplies last. White co- chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate salted caramel, each of these flavors, only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and right now... We are running some great promos for Black Friday. First of all, you get two candy cane brownie bars with every item's purchase. They each have 17 grams of protein and just 150 calories, 7 grams of sugar. Plus, you get 25% off all products all weekend long. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, take your 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, use the promo code LOCKED and get an extra 1% off everything you buy. That's that's the promo code LOCKED at BuiltBar.com. All right, we are back here at Locked On Islanders. Don't forget, by the way, Islanders fans, if you want a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League, check out Locked On NHL. It'll keep you up to date with all the biggest stories across the National Hockey League. So, Let's look at the cap implications. First of all, it's important to understand that Johnny Boychuk has not officially retired. Uh, He did announce that he cannot play anymore, but by not retiring, he still may be able to get paid uh, part of his salary because of the injury uh, for this season, uh, and that is an important thing. But for the cap, you know, the Islanders had $3.9 million roughly in cap space, still needed to sign Matt Barzal, and, you know, had some work to do. If there was a retirement, the Islanders would get the full $6 million that Boy Chuck would have earned, or that would have been his cap hit. So that would have given the Islanders, uh, you know, a little over $9 million in cap space. But if they place him on the long-term injured list... Essentially, the Islanders would, it's a complicated formula, but essentially the Islanders would get another $6 million above the accruable cap space limit, which is the cap ceiling minus the cap space currently available to the Islanders. To make a long story short, that would give the Islanders a little over $6 million to spend uh, rather than their current you know, $3 million. So, is that enough to sign Matt Barzal? I would tend to say, no, it is not. Uh, the Islanders probably could either send Thomas Hickey or Andrew Ladd down to the AHL like they've been doing over the last year or two, and that would free up another couple of million dollars in cap space, giving the Islanders $8.15 million, roughly. What does that mean? Well, the 8. 5, uh, the 8.15 million is probably enough to sign Barzal. It's, it may not be completely enough, but it's getting kind of close. That's right about the number that I think Barzi comes in at, depending on the length of the contract. Uh, and, you know, again, you still have gentlemen's agreements unsigned at this point, but agreements in principle with Uh, Corey Schneider, who's probably also heading to the minors, with Matt Martin, who would return to the fourth line, and with Andy Green, who now becomes even more important to the Islanders as a depth defenseman. So, the Islanders would still have to make a few more maneuvers in order to free up enough cap space to get under the cap, get Matthew Barzal signed, get these other three players that we've talked about signed, and then you still have that question of whether or not the Islanders are going to be able to sign or trade or bring in somehow some more offensive prowess. They still need that goal uh, scorer who really could take the team up to the next level, and I still believe, really, believe that Lou Lamorello, who is known for his patience, is going to wait this one out and probably will not add that goal scorer or that offensive catalyst to the lineup until we get closer to this coming season's NHL trade deadline. And that will allow him to add a player before the playoffs maximize the Islanders' chances of going on a long playoff run again, and minimize the cap hit. Because let's say that the trade deadline is, you know, 15 games before the end of the regular season. The Islanders' cap hit for whatever that goal scorer or offensive player, you know, instead of paying him for 60 games, you're paying him for 15. That's a smaller cap hit. If it's a rental player, you're looking at just bringing him in for this year's playoffs. If it's a long-term deal, then you have to figure out the cap ramifications. But I think Lou Lamorello maximizes the impact and minimizes the cost by being patient. Again, not sure that's what's going to happen, but it is indeed, to me, a logical way of looking at things, and it would be consistent with the way Lou Lamorello operates. Meanwhile, still the NHL and the players trying to work out all the details as to when and how they can resume play. Uh, The owners still insisting on more money in escrow. The players balking at that after they feel they already reached an agreement, uh, a collective bargaining agreement with the owners back in, uh, uh, you know, over the summer. And realistically, with each passing day, that January 1st restart to the NHL season is looking shakier and shakier. Hopefully, they can work everything out. That's going to do it for us on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back Monday with another show, breaking down all the latest Islanders news and notes. We'll talk more about the Matt Barzal situation. It is what's on everybody's mind. And now that Johnny Boychuk's situation has changed, We'll discuss even more what it means to Matt Barzal. Hope everybody enjoyed Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.